Short game-wise, yes, I can. Long game-wise, no. No, I have not. He's talking the long game. They played the long game. The long game. They gotta play the long game. They played the long game. They're experienced and they played the long game. game is back the long game is back i wish i had an accent like trevor emma the long game is back we're back perfect heavy off of thanksgiving we're back here uh, i'm dave gearhart this is casey ford each week we talk about golf in some form here on the long game on the long game podcast in uh case i don't know if you checked the stats this week but we're up to three listeners in sweden well, hard to check the stats if I don't have access to them. But I, uh, I <laughs> there's I'm a reason. You for that. Slowly handing you the, slowly handing you the keys over here. I actually, you, you keep me at an arm's distance. But go ahead. <laughs> I I didn't know what this was going to be like. This is just like on, this project has just unleashed unleashed a dormant beast inside of you. Like within 18 minutes of like hanging up the podcast, I got like you know, 16 clips translated into Swedish and French and Spanish from the long game. You get it. You get to strike while the, while the iron's hot. And right now it's very hot in Sweden. How many downloads do you say in Sweden? Three. We're up to three. Whew. We're up to three. We've crossed the uh, vaunted moat. They say that most podcasts don't get, e- don't ever get past 150 downloads in the first month. So really? this is a big week for us. This is a make or break week. We're, we're at a hundred and 108 right now. Well, let me just, again, plead to the, the people of Sweden. If you have a friend that likes golf, please spread the word. It looks like it, it, it went from one to three in the last week. So that's good news. Who do you think that was? The Parnovics? <laughs> Elon? No, I think it was. Ooh, could it have been Elon? No, no. I know who it was. Okay. It was Vic. Just, just no, he's not even listening from Sweden. over and over again. Is he, he's from Norway. Well, no, it's Ludwig. He was listening to us talk yeah. about how he bombs it off the tee. Oh, sorry, Mr. Hovland. I thought you're from. Uh, I thought you're from from Sweden. It's okay. Um, Sometimes right. he doesn't know where he is. I think we're about to hit it. We're, we're about to turn the corner. The you know the the, Christ, the Christmas tree is up. The elves the elves are out. The it's about to be festive, and and we're rounding the corner for some um for some actual golf. I haven't watched any golf lately, or hasn't been any on TV last couple of weeks. I haven't watched, but this week the fellows are at the Hero World Challenge, which is in uh, Albany. Uh, not Albany, New York case. It's Albany in the Bahamas. Important. It's very important. <laughs> important detail. This is Tiger's event. Uh, yeah. What What does that mean? Like, does he he created it? It's his signature. Do you know what that actually means? I I don't know exactly. Well, he I know he owns a lot of events. I actually used to work one of his events um, in a way that like IMG owns events, but um, it's uh, the Tiger Woods Foundation owns and operates a bunch of events on the calendar year. I, I believe this is one of them, which means it's all uh, charity-based, um, but that's as far as I know. <laughs> all right. So it's Tiger's event. That's what everything everyone says. And a small field this week. They got 20 of the world's uh, top players. And Do I they? didn't actually... Yeah, 20. Um, not, not the top 20, but right. 20 of the whatever. Right. And uh, of note, this week I just looked at it when we were going through. Gonna when I asked you about making picks this morning, Will Zell Torres is back yeah. playing some golf. Are you a, are you a Will Z guy? The back is back. Yeah, no, I'm a huge Will Z guy. I love got to watch. I love him. I almost for, I forgot that he has been out. Super fun guy. He had that. Was it last summer? It was last, like the 2022 year was when he was basically in the mix in all the majors. 
Right. Exactly. Coming down to, I think the closest he came was that U.S. Open finish against uh, against Fleet, uh, not Fleetwood, but what's his name? Uh, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, right? Um, Matt, Matt but, Fitzpatrick. Just like a such an impressive swing, and it makes sense why that would have so much issues on on a on back, back, especially yeah. a guy with a guy with that kind of slight of frame. So interested to see how how he looks uh, coming back this week. Sick. He's he's like Jay. Like I like watching the same. He's just like little skinny, and he just smashes the ball like JT. I I enjoy watching him. Um, I almost enjoy more than anything watching his short putts because that's where you. You really, it's very relatable. But what what do you take? What what is your perspective on that? Is that is that the yips? Is that is that how he puts? Is like it's people talk have they're going to talk about it again? Obviously, now that he's back in the mix. But what what do you think of that? I, I there's just no way a player of that caliber could have the yips and and be putting like that in a in a major. I don't believe it. No, I. I it's it's hard to say it isn't the yips because if you watch it, it's it's not it doesn't seem like it's consistent no matter what it is, right? It's not like a consistent takeaway way to one side or the other. It was, and it shows up sometimes and other times it doesn't. So the only thing I can kind of relate it to, and it's really, it's not even close, but the Spieth looking at the whole thing, which was like a storyline for a while, you know, those like two or three footers, he's only looking at the hole the whole time. Um, But with him, I don't know. I don't know if that's a strategy or... To me, I just like to think, yeah, that happens to us all. I actually didn't. I don't know if I knew that about Speed. So he, I'm just trying to do do this like as I sit here. Oh, he yeah. would not if he has a two footer. He doesn't look at the hole. Yeah, you've never seen that. I mean, he doesn't look at the ball. He just looks yeah. at the hole. It's like a no look putt. Stare. Yeah, they got to look. Well, he's not up. looking at contact. Pretty crazy. Jordan Spieth, two foot, no look. It's pretty impressive. He hasn't done it his entire career, but I, I want to say for the last good chunk of his career he's, he's done it interesting do you think you're a better putter like how how do you think you're a better putter than will zalatoris and no i'm not a, i'm not a better putter than anyone <laughs> but um that has been his achilles heel right yeah it has been putting yeah well, what do we think of the greens at the uh albany championship <laughs> course in the bahamas we i don't know i gotta ask i national? gotta ask janko i meant to text him i meant to my guy my coach dave he's a big listener one of the one of not not one of the swedish listeners but uh he was just down there a couple weeks ago Shut i gotta up. i gotta ask him um, really same course same course yeah they have really it, uh, yeah yeah they have it on the track man you can go play this this course on the track man maybe i'll go do that tomorrow <laughs> get warmed awesome. up uh, I don't, I don't know. And then if what's funny is when we were, when we were playing in, um, we were playing in Vegas, I, I have no con, like, this is me not being a moron about golf. Like I have no concept of, of speed. Right. And we played one course and the, the greens were just, they just were so fast to me. And I said, what, what is the speed of these greens? And they said it was 13. I said, is this like, is this like what they play on the tour? He's like, oh no. He's like, he, these guys on tour would have a heart attack if they played on this every week. Like, Tour greens are like a solid like ten to eleven to eleven. I just have I have no 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 feeling. Like you could put me on a tour course and it could be fifteen and I would have no idea. Or if I don't know, it should be ten. I have no feel for that. Right. And I think it, on the tour you can usually see it reflected in the scores. When you see these minus nineteen scores, these aren't the most you know incredibly intricate greens. And and on tour, I think the hardest part obviously is just the the breaks and. Those kind of things more 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 so than speed because they're you know every every course on tour is going to have some speed but it's really just how difficult are the greens so 
I don't think um, something like this that's kind of an invitational is something where they say, come down and get your ass kicked by the course, <laughs> right. right? The week after right. uh, Thanksgiving. Right. There's 20 guys in the field. They're all out there to have a good time. Have you have you played on, like, do you have a putting experience where the greens were just like so fast and insane in, in that you, you remember? And I'm asking you because I, I didn't notice this until one course in particular I played this year, but like, it, it they make a huge difference on like four to six foot putts. If it's just straight, like you literally just have to tap that. They just have to get that thing on. It made me realize how many six to eight footers I miss because of speed and judgment. Where like if they're really rolling, if they're so pure and fast, it it's not always intimidating on like a six to eight footer because you just kind of like got to get it started and it's going to go right. in. You know what I'm saying? No, totally. Yeah, I, I'm. Um... The course I, I play it actually has this day. I know this is an, an extreme example, but they have a day every year. It's I think a lot of courses do it called like the Greenskeeper's Revenge. Oh, yeah. We, we call it the Massacre, but we have um, really nice greens. And when they get them rolling, they're impossible. And it's like a scramble-like event. So it's funny to think about. But when you get on the green in this, and then they grow out the rough and everyone knows what, what those events are like. But when you get to the hole, they, they'll put them on an unfair kind of side hill but it's not uncommon for like a good score for the group to be like a three or a four putt because it's really just like inching closer and getting the ball to stop um, and not that that's what i expect the tour to be like like really impossible like if you hit this 12 inch putt 13 inches it's going you know 30 feet into the fairway but um i, I not that the tour is that that hard but when you do see those tournaments like Chambers Bay kind of comes to mind a few years ago where the, the, the courses kind of get away from them, especially in majors or, you know, us opens. Um, it makes me think like, is that what it's like where it's totally unfair? I, I love that. Like I always have wondered, like, what is it? they lost the course, you know, when guys like Billy Horschel are just going nuts about how well, it was that famous example. I want to say, um, within the last year, I think it was some, women's amateur event somewhere <laughs> where they that one hole was impossible yeah. and it was like there was a couple nine putts and it was yeah. just i think they threw out they canceled the event or they threw out that round or something because of it i saw there's definitely like a zyre golf clip i've seen or something of that course. looked like that looked like the greenskeeper's revenge putting where that pin was yeah tough time <laughs> all right last um last year's winner uh did you look did i did you know i watched you, <laughs> all right so we know that your boy vic went back to back here yeah. uh although i had to look it up this morning so he's won back to back years here he's won six times on the pga tour and this is uh this event is part of the pga tour schedule but it does not count as a pga tour victory so right. these are two kind of just they let tiger fun. do whatever he wants of course of course the wikipedia said he also donates all of this his winnings back to the the charity, which all which all goes into his name, which is all some tax benefit, I'm, I'm sure. See, Tiger, sorry, I don't want to slander your guy, but which I used to work for too. So let's keep that uh, up board. <laughs> sorry, sorry about. That's sorry, okay. that's for the, this is for the Patreon uh, version of this podcast. <laughs> all right, we got our we got it. So so that's that's the uh, that's the event. Uh, is is watching this in your plans this weekend, or like if it's on, it's on. Of course. I mean, as a, as a dad of two young kids, um, nothing can be planned on the weekends, especially with a, a television, as you, as you know, but, um, I'll watch as much as I possibly can. Um, especially like a small field like this where tiger is involved, Dave, I'm going to be all over it, whether it's the replay at 10 PM at night, or if I get to watch it live. And is um, he, he's playing, this is the cat, the cat is, he in the is mix. playing. He is playing. The cat is back. Is there no cut? 
everybody plays four rounds here? I can guarantee you there's no cut. <laughs> so we're going to get four rounds of Tiger. There's four. I, I hope so. Um, and again, this is his show, so they, he can set this up however he wants. I, I would expect him to be in the mix. And I think I think he might have a cart involved. I don't, I'm not sure. But this is a really kind of, they're playing fast and loose with stuff this week, as they always do. It's, it's yeah. you know, it's the top, what, they say the top 20 get invited. Obviously, yeah. they, they have to go outside of that to fill the field. But, and then there's one sponsor exemption. And who do you think that's for? Who is it for? I don't know. The Charlie? <laughs> No, Tiger. He's not top 20. Guy. Oh, Tiger's okay. I got it. One sponsor's exception. That's what I'm saying. It's his show. Yeah, it's his show. Uh, and and right, well, let me just I'll ask watch. you, Vic, Vic, back-to-back yeah. uh, champions, right? Let me ask you. And I haven't looked up. I haven't looked this up. Is marijuana legal in the Bahamas, Dave? <laughs> uh, Should we do this right now? Is definitely. Victor, is Victor high all the time? No, I'm going to say no. I think no. that it's very easy for... Um, it's easy for an amateur to to look at him and and think that amateur uh, golfer, no, an amateur, an amateur marijuana, marijuana user, yeah, an amateur marijuana user to 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 see that. I think that's you just how call he, me an amateur marijuana user. No, 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 no. I I know that's not true. No, I I'm not claiming that. I the, the, claim not whatever not you want. This is uh, simply safe. We'll not be upset. <laughs> don't don't worry. I don't think so. I think that's how he smiles. I think he's got a he's got a cute smile. He's a good looking guy. Um, it's just there's just no way. Maybe 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 I, I can't speak to what he does recreationally, but like the level of concentration and a body awareness that you need to be a top golfer in the world that is physically impossible to be stoned and to be that successful. As no, I, go- I I agree. I like the Discord. Though the the discourse though I, I enjoy it. Um, I will say too to back up the point that he's probably not high all the time as some people think. Uh, he's um, made it very well known how much of a like death metal fan he is, and that those two those two fan groups I don't think is really he really? Well. Oh, oh, you haven't heard of it? No. Oh this my is god! Like this is like, like crazy death metal ugh. stuff. Don't don't meet this is don't meet your idols. Like have you ever heard of like Jay Z or something? Does, why does he, it have to be look he's a bird, but he can fucking hit a golf ball and make some putts. So <laughs> all right, we got the title sponsor challenge. This is my favorite segment. I forgot well, this about is this my one. segment. I Dave, know, I'm teeing it up. I'm teeing have it you, up. Have you you have not looked this up, I hope I hope. <laughs> I have not looked. In our notes okay. it says hero parentheses don't look. <laughs> okay, good. So the title sponsor challenge, again, I'm going to ask Dave what the title sponsor does of this week's tournament. So Dave, go ahead. Tell us what Hero does. I'm going to say they're, um, I'm going to say they're like a gas company, Hmm. oil and gas. Uh, They are a gas adjacent company, I would say. They are a, uh, they're headquartered in New Delhi, India. They are one of the world's largest manufacturers of motorcycles and scooters. Did you know that, Dave? I did not. And I I don't even know, how do you, how would you even Google this? Like the name is Hero. Like what is Hero? (laughs) Well, some of us don't have to Google it because we've watched this tournament a billion times before and they have a fucking motorcycle on every tee box. But what is Hero? What do I need to, what is Hero Company? Hero Motor Corp, I believe. Hero Company is a digital marketing company whose mission, I'll see how I'm buying it. The company Hero has sold more than 100 million motorcycles and scooters since wow. since its inception. 
Have you ever ridden a hero? Well, I was going to ask you, Dave, have you ever ridden a motorcycle? Uh, I, I have, uh, there, there couldn't be, I, I wouldn't even, I don't even want to go on Splash Mountain. <laughs> I was going to say, there's not a lot of saturation in the middle of that golfer motorcycle Venn diagram, right? <laughs> what, what, you don't see like, a guy with a bag on his back going like 75 wait, right, wait. for a tea time on the highway, right? No, no, no. There is, there is, there, there's, there's a perfect person in the middle of that Venn diagram of the golfer motorcycle and it's Greg Norman. <laughs> With the hat, I just googled it. I just like this. There's got to be some like absurd pictures of Greg Norman on a motorcycle. And I was just trying to, I was trying to think what tour player is <laughs> Greg the most likely to show up on tour on a motorcycle. Right, right now, today. <laughs> I don't know. I I want to say like one of those guys, like a like a Kisner or like a Harmon. Yeah, like one, Harmon one of would be. I mean, Harmon would. He Harmon would turn the the gas thing and and the bike would go. He'd just stay stationary and fall <laughs> to the ground. Which tour play? All right, so they make motorcycles in uh, in cars. Great, I guess so. Congrats. So I think you're zero for two on the on the sponsor challenge. I am. I need again. Like, we're um, penciling you in for the John Deere Classic, the BMW. But you're not allowed to look up any of the rest of them. So, <laughs> all right. Also, uh, as we like to do at all uh, tour stops uh, this season, we like to also bring you a local um, restaurant <laughs> restaurant review. And, uh, restaurant reviews, Dave. Restaurant because we don't get we don't have the budget to travel to these places. No, this is uh, so this this restaurant you sent me. It's actually called Albany Bahamas, or this is the resort. That's the resort where where um, okay they're having the tournament this week. Wow! So all these guys are staying at this resort playing oh what a life are you kidding me these guys there's 20 of these morons they're going to play tigers event hanging out down in the bahamas just just living the life they've got their kids their family their spouses their side pieces whoever it is they're just hanging out at this place like damn it pays to this this is why like all this golf talk man like how how good of a life they do these guys have all right let me um let me pull up a menu i'm gonna look at the i'm a grill I'm a grill guy. I like I like the poolside experience. So I'm trying to look up the menu from uh And let us just say if you do not have access to this hotel, you may not be able to go to any of these places. But that's the beauty of the restaurant review. It's really for a select amount of people who are looking for reviews from people who have never been to these establishments. Go yeah. ahead. Um were you actually able to see Oh, th- there's like all there's there's 15 different menus here. I'm not I, I, okay, so I don't even think they don't even show the menu to people like us. No, so Here's what you should do. Go to the go to the uh, concierge and say Dave and Casey from the Long Game Pod sent you, God, and um, ask him for a seat at Wave, which is the seasonal pop up restaurant. I hope There's... we're in season. If not, check out Aviva, which is the be- <laughs> beachside dining experience. There's footprints. There, there's Wave. There's footprints. There's Vesper. There's nineteen. There's Azusa. That is uh, Vesper's beachside dining with a view. Nineteen is the is the clubhouse. Azusa is the adult pool and bar, adult only oasis. There's Bisu Bisus, which is a French patisserie. Uh, there's Revive Clubhouse and Shop, a smoothie shop. And uh, damn, there's Greens and Grains, which is fresh salads and bowls. That's uh, where you can find Dave Thursday through Sunday of the tournament. I need some of that after Thanksgiving. I need some. I need some greens in, in my system. Trust me. Um, All right, and that yeah, was rest- guest restaurant reviews brought to you by the Albany Bahamas Resort Beach Club. 
visit us today. Vacation's only one click away. Go ahead, Dave. So Nexus, uh, Nexus Luxury Collection Community. Damn. I'd like to go here. Let's go check this out. Maybe we sure. can have an offsite. Maybe next year. All right. Shout out to the shout out to to Albany in Bahamas. So good enough for Tiger. Good enough for us. Tiger and nineteen of his closest closest friends. All right, we got to do a draft. We got to do a draft. There's no yeah, picks since this we, week. The the grinder tour that we're doing all season long. Of course, um, we pick only the guys ranked one fifty and above. That's not the case here. These are the cream of the crop. So. What we decided to do is just we're going to do a snake draft so there's no overlapping picks. And again, whatever money they win this week, I know there's no real uh, money um, for the PGA Tour leaderboard, but the money that they do win this week will add to our leaderboard as well. Go ahead, Dave. Um, just also um, use the promo gate, use the promo, uh, promo code long game, and you'll mm-hmm. save 10% on your uh, stay at uh, Albany in the Bahamas, which starts at $3,000 per night. So yep, your stay of 10 nights or more. <laughs> it says permanent residence start at 5 million and resort <laughs> accommodations. You can, you can get a villa for one night for, for three grand. So use that promo bank code, account. save, save, save 10 grand. Yeah. You get one of those nice offshore bank accounts. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to snake draft this thing. I want you to, why don't, why don't you, why don't you go first? You sure? Yeah. I want you to go first. Okay. So again, um, we've got, 20 of the world's top players, give or take. 19 and Tiger. Right. Um, and we should say, if you remember, Cantlay and Shaflay dropped out a few weeks ago of this, and there was some speculation oh, yeah. that it had to do with the rift from the Ryder Cup and not being compensated. You said there's no official money here, right? No no uh, coincidence that Cantlay is not involved. What are you going to do here without your there board? There is, no, no, there is money. There's there's a purse for this. I event. know, but there's no, offic- they say there's no official money as it's an unofficial event, as most things happen down in the Bahamas. So so they don't, they only want the money if it's like tour, FedEx tour points or like counts towards something? No, like I'm, I'm just joking that he, he you know, that yeah. Cantley doesn't want to show up to places Do you, he's not being compensated, which is the case. But my guess is there's not enough SBF in the world for him to make it down to the Bahamas. <laughs> did you send me this clip or did I see this clip without you where he he says to his caddy, like, all right, after this one, we're gonna, or maybe I saw it on Twitter. He's like on the on the tee at one of those like Hawaiian early season events. And he's like, all right, but after this, you and me will be grab, we, you and me can go get a Mai Tai. And he's just like grumbling under his breath as he teed it up on the 18th hole. It's exciting times for Cantley. It's so good. So, so there's no no Cantley. Do you do you believe in that? By the way, do you think there's something up there that those two and can those two do anything not together? I know I don't get it. That's the only reason I would buy into <laughs> like, it at all is because they both dropped out. It's like, first of all, yeah, I, I've already made my my feelings known on Cantley, and you have as well. Right. I like Shafley. I think he's kind of a choke artist and we can get into that one day. We'd love to have him on the pod, but he's a choke artist. Uh, great player though. But I think, I, I don't understand why he's investing so much of what, I mean, this is all based on reports too, but that he's investing in himself so much in this Cantlay relationship and kind of going we're down with the ship, I'd say. It's strange. But yeah. I guess you get him on your team too since your team Cantlay. So congrats. I, I, he's just like a, he's my Bryson holdover. He's just like my Bryson temporary. Like, I need Bryson back. That's what I really need. I know. Well, one day. All right. Set us off in this draft, please. Go ahead. You have the first right. pick. You're on the clock. Well, 
with such a deep field um, and Victor staring right at me, it'd be hard not to take him. Again, I'm going to say he loves the course considering he's won twice in a, in a row. We think marijuana is legal down there and that, that that's important to him. Um, but I'm just going to go with Scotty Scheffler. I think he's the number one in the world for a reason. And I don't think he's the type of guy that's going to be partaking in all these Tiger Woods hosted events all week. Um, he's going to be well-rested, bright-eyed, and hydrated, ready to roll every morning. Um, my first pick is Scotty Scheffler. Go ahead. Two to All you. Right, you. You can take Scotty. I got to Look, I'm so far behind. I'm $700,000 in the hole to you. I'm just going to hammer the hammer the horses here like there's no way that there's no way that victor finishes outside of the top three this week so i'm mm. i'm gonna take i'm gonna take a uh, big dick vic go for it got him all right you're One up more. nope snake draft dave oh snake like draft any, we any get two here draft you've ever had we get two um you know what i kind of I kind of am a max I, I i i'm a little bit late to the max homa train uh, I think this is the year he's going to get involved in in a, in a major. I think he's due. I enjoy watching Max play, and so I would like to have him on my on my team for this week. Wow, so home is your pick. I yes. like it. Yeah, um, I'm going to go. I'm just going to get this out of the way right now, and I want to I want to be on board with. Um, I want you to be on board with me taking this right now and not waiting. I'm just going to take Tiger right now because there's no way I'm watching this thing all weekend and not rooting for Tiger. I don't care that he's probably not going to finish in the top whatever. I'm not going to watch this without him on my team. So Tiger is my second pick. Um, and then I'm going to go back with, let's see. I'm going to go with Colin Morikawa here. I'm going to say it's a ball strikers course. No <sighs> real knowledge of that, but uh, resort golf, I think he's the kind of guy you want to. I'm not so sure he's going to be staying up till 4 a.m. No, no, I, I, my, my interest in him has just gone up and down over time. I really liked him out of the gate, and I couldn't like him any less now. Um, he honestly, I would bucket him in the Shoffley Cantlay personality jar. Put them, in, put, put him in there together. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously, he doesn't hit the long ball like Project Pat does, so I don't, I don't like him as much. But this is great locker room material for for our team. Yeah, this is going to be a tough look in two years when he's on. When we got to get him on the show for contractual reasons, are are we picking three? Are we picking three guys here? Yes. So okay, you got right. one more. So your 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 team is. We, we've rounded out your team. You got Scheffler, the cat, and and Morikawa. Yep. Uh, I got Victor. I got Max Homa, and uh, I mean, look, he is arguably the greatest ball striker in PGA Tour history. Uh, he's never seen a pair of khakis that he can't sweat through. Um, looks like the weather's going to be actually okay this weekend for him down in the Bahamas. I'm going with the flusher, Lucas Glover. I, I, oh, I, yes. wow. I love yeah. that pick. Thank I was you. just going to say, they when they had to replace uh, Shoffley and Cantlay, they brought in who Justin Rose, and then they said, who's really going to bring in the ratings? Let's do Lucas Glover, because that's a face you need to see sweating in HD every day <laughs> this weekend on your TV. Let me let me actually um, weather. Let me check this out. Weather, what's the weather going to be down there? This is very important. Oh boy, I'm going to say hot. It's going to be it's going to be and a Chance of a passing rainstorm. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's 85. It's 85 down there today with a 68 with 68 percent humidity. So bring 
bring out the khakis, Lucas. The flusher is in, is is in the building. So that that's our that's our squad for this week. All right. So I get Scotty, yeah. Tiger, and Morikawa. You've got Hovland, Homa, yeah. and Glover. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to write this down for my records. Yeah, there's nowhere else we track this. No. There's got to be a listener. The Swedes, the Swedes will track it. The Swedes will track exactly. it first. Elon's All right, Case. Uh, let's let's flip over to talk about uh, the news. Why don't Why don't we do? You want to do the virtual? Let's do the T the 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 TGL first, and then let's talk about my guy John Rom. Yeah, it's funny. So biggest thing that happened, I'd say, in the last week, but really, I think it broke three minutes. Essentially, three minutes <laughs> after we stopped recording last week, that the, the TGL. Yeah, um, was postponing until next season, which was great timing. But, um, which is funny. So everyone that listens to our episode was like, "What the fuck are these guys are talking about? This thing's over." We're like, "Well, I think maybe they'll get started on time." Wrong. But uh, interesting <laughs> that they postponed it an entire year. No, I don't think anyone saw that coming, right? Um, and it do- it is funny. I had brought up to you, what do you make of Rom pulling out of pulling out of this league? Um, could it? have to do with something with live and sure enough that's in the news too but before we get to that what do you make of of this postponement of the virtual league for a year i think it's great i'd act, i actually like much rather see this ha- this happen this is like admitting like holy shit this is not close to ready like there's clearly already been discussion about like how is this going to be real is this going to be interesting i think given how things kind of went initially out of the gate with live i think if you're a brand trying to do something new in this space, like you kind of got to get it right out of the gate. Not to say that they can't iterate on it, but like if literally the fucking building is falling down, <laughs> doesn't look so great. And so like to rush to put a shitty product out is not is not worth it, especially when you have, you know, some of the top guys in the world involved. So great, put push it out, push it out a year. Uh, one less kind of random golf thing for us to talk about. One less thing to worry about trying to find time to watch right now. Let them get it right. And launch the right way. Uh, this John Rom thing is nuts, though. Is it? Is it going to happen? You texted me. I was in the car. You said John Rom to live, and but then I googled. Like, there, there's, there's no. There, this hasn't been confirmed. It's not happening. Is it happening? Is it not? It, what's well, all the, the reports so far? Is that Rom is mulling a round a six hundred million dollar offer to go to live, which is confusing to me for a lot of reasons. I will say, of all the stars that you know either went to live or haven't gone yet. He's been, I think, the one that has been out there the most saying since day one that it's not for him right then, but he's still open to it. So he has been pretty uh, clear that this was, you know, the fact that he he wasn't shutting the door on that, you know, made me think maybe this was a possibility. What I don't get is I thought the tour was absorbing Liv. So why is Liv still competing with the tour? I know... And that brings up, you know, the Saudi fund and the deal with the PGA Tour. That agreement had a deadline, I think, to get everything in stone for, you know, the end of the year, midnight on New Year's Eve. So what does that say for that, that they're going out to steal one of the tour's marquee players? Is that Does that mean that the tour's agreement with the Saudi investment fund is about to, to, to fall through? There's a weird domino effect from Rom leaving the virtual tour to this to what does that mean for the tour and live that deal and if that falls through look out you're, oh interesting so you're saying this could be like a a little i don't i just don't understand a little alert is, for like what's going on there because it would make no sense for him to get this humongous bag from 
live and then be like, but I'm also on the PGA tour. Surprise. Like you can't do both. Right. Yeah. And, and they did say when they made that agreement, the tour with um, the Saudi investment fund that there would be some kind of a path back, right. Though it would, the players would have some kind of price to pay um, for those players. But, and there has always been discussion, especially with Rom, of how do you make the players whole that stayed and didn't take the bag, right? Is this a way for them to just kind of funnel six hundred million through their one of their marquee players who didn't leave at a time where it was crucial that players like him weren't leaving the tour? I don't know, but it's odd to me that the tour and and the Saudi investment fund got into this agreement together where part of the agreement was the tour and the PGA tour commissioner was going to oversee live. And that has a deadline that's to that full agreement is a month away. And the most recent thing that happened is that the live is trying to poach one of the tours marquee players. It just all, it all doesn't make sense to me and it's kind of smells fishy. And I think people are just focusing on the ROM 600 million thing and not what does this mean for all these other moving parts that surround it? Right, because even if he said yes right now, what is that saying yes? What does that, what does that mean right. for, for golf? I mean... And they, and they said one of the holdups is not the money. It's it's uh, he wants to change the format and make it like a four-day event instead of the three-day one. It's like the same thing as the tour. So I don't know. I don't know what's what's going on, but I can tell you it's more... More is going on, and there's higher or bigger implications here than just Rom getting six hundred million. I mean, you got to take the six hundred million, though, right? <laughs> but there's <laughs> like more. There's something's fishy here to me. The timing of it, and why your subsidiary is, or what's going to be a part of your your this new tour entity is still competing a month before that with your tour a month before the agreement's going to be signed. My mother-in-law would say, but the taxes, do you, do you know how much you're going to have to pay in taxes on that? <laughs> I don't know. Depends like, I don't what, know. Maybe not in the Bahamas. I don't know. Tax me and tax me on the 600. Uh, anyway, <laughs> something fine. to watch for John, John Rom to live. But I think you're right. There's something weirder. What What's going on? Ah, this whole thing sucks. Like, it's just, I wish there was one place, one place one platform like you watch the nba you watch the nfl like i want to watch the golf and, and there isn't and that and shout out to our my guy but that's kind of been rory's thing since day one you know he's not saying watch he wants to compete against the best but he just wants one place where everyone is and i think that's what everyone really wants uh and i hope they get there and i think that's what the agreement with the fund and the tour was working towards and i don't know we'll see but i will say do back on the virtual tour too Interesting move them going for the full year. I, I did read this, uh, delaying a full year. I read a story that said that more than anything, really, ESPN was calling those shots because they felt confident they could they could get the venue and everything up to speed. It would just need to be shifted a little bit, the schedule, or just condensed. And ESPN really wanted the full schedule they had agreed to being so important with live rights now. And they... They said it's punted a year, so we're we're good to go. So interesting to see that the the league's partner is making those kind of decisions too, and them saying we want the full thing versus kind of a partial season. So interesting. And just like how good the majors were, how good the majors were last year, having everybody in those four, well, other than the other than the open, 
All right. God, that just everybody having having like just a, hey, there's they should just have there's 20 events for the year and it's just a season and we could actually watch it all. It's insane to to figure yeah. out what's going on. I think that's what they tried to do. They're trying to do with the designated events saying here are these tournaments with significantly bigger purses. We expect I think they only let players they may have modified this, but they were only gonna let players miss one or two of those, the the designated events. But the idea is get more players competing in the the best players playing in the in the most tournaments together at one time is is the goal. All right, let's um let's let's talk about uh let's talk about our games for 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 a minute. Case I actually um I was home over the weekend, uh, my my home home, my childhood home. Uh, I know a I lot of people play. who played over Thanksgiving. I, I do too. I was not my able to, my, my my uncle came in to Thanksgiving and he said, "Yeah, I was out there this morning." And um, he, he there was a course open and they just like they, they weren't even open, but they said anybody can go play the course if they want. Cost no money. Yeah, he went out and played. I what drove by a few for? courses on the way where I was heading, and it was perfect Thanksgiving uh, scenery out there. It was a lot of dungaree golf, as I call it. Dungaree it golf. A lot of jeans on the courses I drove by, but do there, whatever you there got is, to. There is one course. I'm I'm up here in Vermont. And there is one course that is open all year round up here, and um, they pride themselves on as long as there's not snow, which is a lot. But as long as there's not like feet of snow on the ground, you the six they weeks. will let you go play. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's two days a year you can you can go there. I didn't I didn't get out. I really got the itch though. I'm itching to get back in there. I have my um weekly weekly lesson tomorrow so that that's what's nice keeps me keeps me like on a on a routine i got a i got yeah. a lesson every week i'll probably get in the simulator once or twice but now can you practice putting at all during the winter in this indoor, indoor facility or is that really yeah, yeah i mean you, you could in in one of the simulator rooms there is like a cup that you could putt towards but it's like it's no different than putting on your <laughs> on your carpet it's putting is a tough one but i got a little i got a little practice mat i got a mirror i got some stuff i'm going to work on in the putting you can you can definitely practice the repeatability of the stroke, but I think there's just so much. I need so much help with putting on all of the stuff that like I'm going to work on my stroke a little bit, but it's it's tough to replicate that outside. Can you, can you repeat the repeatability of a mirror out on the golf course? Do you have like a, a full length body mirror that you can bring out? Does that help you? <laughs> yeah, hold on one sec, guys. Hold on, hold on one second. Take a picture of me lined up here and then show it to me. No, but they're, they're, so you can put a mirror. Obviously, you've seen guys putt with the the putting mirror. Do you know what purpose that serves, though? Uh, no, not a clue. <laughs> Haven't even considered it. I I see it and I go, nope, it's not going to be me. <laughs> so I'm new on the spectrum, but putting is such a back to your back to talking about our will our will Z guy. It's such a it's such a needs to be such a repeatable motion and kind of like anything in golf. We've talked about like alignment for an as an example here before. Um, the mirror just helps you have a repeatable, like in that Tiger Woods, how I play golf book, or he says, you want to have your, your eyes over the ball. Well, I thought my eyes were over the ball and then I put the mirror down and I don't even see my forehead in the mirror. And I'm like, Oh shit, this is how I'm supposed to be putting. So it gives you a bearing for like how you should stand at a dress. And then like, I, I, a lot of those guys use it as a warm up because you kind of like lock in the right the right setup, the ball position is here, your head position is here, your eyes are here, they're over the ball. It's like a, it's just a, a little tool to go back to being repeatable. It's also um, a guaranteed tool to look like a douchebag, you know, putting 10 minutes before you're around on the, on the Muni course, but it, it is what it is. So it's funny you say this about your eyes. Do you find when you, when you work on that and you practice it more and you're conscious of it, you're putting better? 
I don't know. I've never. <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna find out. So, so the reason I say this is years ago, and and there's a question at the end of this. Years ago, I was playing with a guy who, on like the third hole, this was just like a fun round. He he was like, line up that putter, and I I did. And he goes, your eyes aren't over, over. You'll never, you're never hitting the balls straight. I don't know, blah blah blah. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I, it all it did was get in my head for about two years. And that's all I thought about when I got over a putt. I was like, I got the line, everything. And then I got, I made sure my, I stuck my eyes over the ball. And my question is, are you better off practicing the way you've learned and practiced your entire life? Or because someone told you your eyes need to be over the ball, changing how you've done something muscle memory for decades of your life? Well, because of that, both. I mean, both. If you're, if you've been doing something wrong, if you've been doing something wrong the whole life, I think there there are fundamental. Yeah, it's wrong. I well, it, it seems to be there's two schools of. It, it seems to be, is it wrong your, for you and me? Maybe it's your wrong. eyes. Your That's eyes should never. Not your a, eyes should never be over and past the ball. But it seems to be there's. Your eyes could be. There seems to be two schools of thought that your eyes can be, or over the ball, or slightly inside it, and that is so you can see. You can have the best eye line to the to the line that your putt needs to start at. Now. Harry from God knows where, who's a 12 handicap, giving you a putting lesson in the middle of your round, or I don't know who this was. Like <laughs> that just is the most golf, the golf thing ever. One thing that I do appreciate so much about Dave, the guy that I go get lessons from, is like he's like, there are no, there's no one answer. Like I I right. don't know because right. everyone's body is shaped differently, is moved differently. What if, what if actually what's happening with your putting is that like you're a tall dude, you're six three. Totally. What if you have a thirty? What if you have a thirty-four inch putter and you actually need a thirty-six inch putter? There's just so many variables to figure or, out what the thing is. Or like me, I'm six three. I have I have longer arms though than someone who's six three should be. So I actually use a shorter putter because a longer putter, I'm I'm more into my chest where I'm actually my arms proportionally to where my height is is lower. That's a longer story for our, our tall golfer podcast that's launching in a few weeks. But um, <laughs> the, yeah, the, I think. It's an interesting question, but I always wonder like stuff like that. I know, obviously, if you're doing something wrong, it's not like, well, I've been doing this wrong my whole life. That's what it should be. I'm asking like for a pro versus, and you're a much better golfer than I am, but like a, me, like a 9, 10 handicapper, am I better off working on within my own setup versus doing something that maybe the pros and really good golfers focus on to shave those you know, when you get down to the a scratch golfer, you're really just trying to shave little hairs here and there, right? So, is what's more what's more important for a golfer like me? I think what you're. I think in this example, I think I would take that. I, I think if it's a if it's a w- working on what you already have, if that's wrong, if, if doing it wrong, if the way that you're setting up right now, you have it, you set up, you set up, and you aim left, and you have an open putter face, and you always slice your putts. Like, should you just continue doing that? probably not and so i think like but i think you would need to see some i think you you it wouldn't be like i think the feedback is a really important piece it's like not just doing it because someone said it and this is to me why the track man and having data behind this has been such an important point of like making improvements in my game it's not like some guy just told me like you know aim left and do this thing and i'm like oh okay but like i can actually go and see that on, on the data on the track man and so like yeah i would say Pro- probably if it's sound advice from somebody, but right. I, to me, putting is just so much feel yeah. to me. 
And, yeah. and I've also feel like I've, I've been told so many times in my life that once you get over the ball, you're not thinking of direction, right? You're just thinking speed. It's pick your spot behind. When you get to the ball, it's all just distance, right? It's feel. I think parts of it are feel, but for me, the thing that's been really eye-opening, and I think this is going to be true for you also, is it's all it's feel, sure, but it's also you'd be surprised at how how often you are not hitting the putter, the, the center of the club face. Yeah. <laughs> and from from long game, long game, clip it from Ding. long game to short game, like take any technical lesson about the golf swing that like pretty much to be good or to be successful, you need to hit the ball in the center of the face. And so for me, like putting, I'm an inconsistent putter because I'm hitting the ball all over all over the face. And so let, that would be like how somebody would diagnose that. So like, let's watch you putt. If you're just puring the center of the face every time, but you're not making putts, then it's probably going to be your aim or your speed or something else. I think that it, it matters a lot. And it's it's an eye-opening thing when you when you see it. When I was first shown like, yeah, dude, look at like you ever seen the wear like pros have like wear have wear marks on their putters yeah. from from putting. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. how could I I can't even I can't even fathom that. So anyway, uh I found my old putter, which is like a Scotty Cameron that I got when I was a so, uh, maybe freshman or sophomore year of high school. And it's and now that I've gone back into golf and I've kind of like appreciated more, I'm like, this is sick. And it, it's cool because it's my old putter. But it's like beat up. The shaft is it's bent because I've smashed it so many times when I was a former hothead. I'm thinking about getting it. I guess you can send it into Scotty. Yeah. They can refurbish it. You should. Do you like this idea, like of channeling, channeling the kind of old vibes, the vintage vibes? It take me back. Like my dad got me that. It was a big deal. My dad got me that that putter in like ninth, tenth, maybe eighth or ninth grade. It was a big deal. I want to have it. I want my son to have it. Should I go do it or? Do I not do it because I don't want to? I don't want the vibes of that putter being like when I was a really shitty golfer. But, well, wait. First, are, is this something you're going to add back to your bag, or is this? Oh yeah, you just I'm, no, I put it in play. No, no, I don't. So you're not happy with your current? Let me hear what your current putter is, and I'll tell you. My it's thoughts. also a Scotty. It's also a Scotty. It's also a Scotty. It just um, and you're unhappy with it. It's not that I'm unhappy with it. I just like the putter. I like having a store. Like I, a putter is like the yeah, one yeah, club yeah. where the technology doesn't really matter as much, right? Like I'm not going to use the driver that I used in ninth grade, right? But like the yeah, the wand, like I love when they hear like, you know, JT went back to the same wand he was using, you know, 15 years ago. So, I mean, and I just I just told you, I I feel like putting is so much feel and so much of that is repetition and muscle memory. And I'm a big proponent. I've changed a ton of stuff in my bag in the past 20 years. I've had two or three putters. Like I, I stick with one and just, cause it, I think it's that important and it is funny. I do feel you wouldn't think about it. You f I feel like they do lose pop after a while, which is a weird thing to say about a piece of metal hitting a golf ball very slightly on a green. But when I go back and feel my old ones, I'm like, Oh yeah, this doesn't have a lot of, a lot of pop off of it or explosion off the face. Um, but it, to me, it's all feel. Um, and I've thought a lot about refurbishing them, sending them back in just to see if I can recapture some of the magic because it is like, I wonder if you can get that pop back in some of them because I had to move on from my old putter I had for about 10 years and I, and I moved on to a new one about four or five years ago and I still don't feel great about it. But when I go back to the old one, I'm like, this doesn't feel right either. So, but I, I would encourage you. I think you should do that. Chronicle right, your journey. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I will. I'm going to send it in. It's pretty cool. It looks, it looks like you can get a lot of stuff done to it. Like, yeah. Um, no, yeah, so a lot of customization. I'll, I'll, it's cool. 
I'll keep you posted. I've been going down a I've been going down a little bit of a vintage uh, club path. Not in that not in like a collector sense, but there's this there's this movement of playing with older clubs. And I, I want to save it for a future episode, but I'm that kind of like is in this same vein of like oh interesting. And so I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the putter in. Let's. And um, I will say I got into this a little bit this summer too. And the one thing I will say doesn't matter if you're out there playing vintage clubs if you're playing new balls. So when you buy a vintage club, you got to buy the old oh, old balls because otherwise you're not experiencing what you think you are. I don't necessarily want I want I want vintage what I want to do is I want to like rebuild my high school. I want to rebuild the clubs I had in like high school and play that bag and Oh, you're not talking like hickory. No, no. Like, come on. What are you we want, talking You're now? talking vintage vintage to you is is 2001. <laughs> Like, like I want the Titleist. I want X, the Titleist. Yeah, the Titleist. I want the Titleist nine seven D driver. Yeah, I yeah, want yeah. the Callaway. You know, steelhead no, Taylor made wood. bubble. The, the Taylor made bubble. I want the Ping yeah. I two irons. Like, yeah, that. That's the. St- I'm not saying I won't get to the persimmon. I also want to do that, but I think that would be a cool, a cool thing. And I want to try to convince the guys that I play with regularly to each do something similar and play one, play, play some rounds with that set and see how we do. So you want to be probably 50% of our audience's dads that play twice a year and, yes. and just have these in the garage and be like, what yeah. are these? I don't know. They're, it's a collection of, this is a big Bertha X12 five iron I found on a fairway somewhere. That's what you want. Just the nineties content with it, not getting any better. Don't need to invest money in it. Set of clubs. And I thought I had those in my basement, but they're when so I went home this week this week, I was all excited to go see what clubs were down there and they're they're all pretty much gone. So I'm literally on I'm I'm literally on eBay trying to find myself a Titleist nine seven D ten and a half degree stiff shaft driver right now. They're like Dave, yeah, some like sixty five year old guy broke into the house and all <laughs> he took was your old early two thousands clubs. That's the only thing he saw of value in your house. <laughs> He's got a he's got two dozen of those tailor made gel balls. These old old dads just that's all they care about. They don't want money, they don't want jewelry, they just want yeah, X twelves. All right, let's go to in inner OB. You 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 give me your give me, you go first this week. Yep. Again, this is our buy or sell. I'm gonna ask you, Dave, using props to shit talk on a course. Is that in play or out of bounds for you? Using prop, like what could that even mean? <laughs> Using props to shit talk on a course. Well, everyone talks shit, but what it, you know, taking it a step further. I feel like oh, Casey's that guy. He brings props to a course. Is that <laughs> like why well, didn't even know like, that doesn't even that doesn't well, even register so, in my this brain? Is one of the funnier stories I, I remember. <laughs> but for years, my dad uh, and his friends play weekend golf all summer long. Same crew for a long time. Uh, but they play like a Nassau with junk, but they, they also play the game Snake. Do you know the game Snake? I don't. So Snake is, Snake is whoever three putts first in the group. The most recent person to three putt is the Snake. And then at the end of the round, whoever is the last person to have three putted is the Snake. And that person knows like whether you're doing a post round tab or whatever whether it's a side bet, whatever. So you don't want to be the last person to be the snake. Someone could have it on the seventh hole and then no one three putts the rest of the day and it's them and they're... So every every long two putt someone's about to have is a lot of uh, anxiety or, or excitement. So 
my friend, uh, my dad and his friends would play this, and they actually got to the point where they would bring out rubber snakes and throw them on the green as people were lining up, you know, long comebackers for for pars or whatever, and they would hiss. They'd go. And at some point, I said, "This isn't golf, guys. This is some kind of other sport." But let me ask Dave, what do you think? Using props, does that help explain? Did the first time I'm not talking about happened? what like the Bills fans threw on the field against Brady a few years ago. I'm talking about yeah, rubber snakes. <laughs> Similar. Did you know this was going to happen? By the way, when it happened, like I knew they would completely... play this game snake. But one time when I played with them and they had the rubber snake, I was like, this is a little bit too far. And it's hissing. too much. For... No, it's too much for me. It's funny. Is it funny? Is it silly? Does it play well for a podcast like this? It is. I'm just a simple guy. I like to be out. I like to, I don't even like all the golf. I don't even like all the golf games. I don't like all the additive stuff. I don't like all the, I like simple gambling games. I like simple golf, like four good people. We throw two balls on the first tee. We, we play, we play two ball, you know, two, two versus two best ball. We do it on handicaps. We go play. We have a good time. I don't like anything added, anything else that's added additive of that. I will say, if it's like your if it's like your dad and his friends and they like to fuck around and joke and like it's you know you're you're playing some like you know special you're out in California you know you're you're out at Coachella or whatever you're you got you're going to play golf a day before or something like that and they come out and they throw the snakes that's okay that's okay that's very fine. relatable it, yeah it's very relatable um i there is one one related game that we, we one bonus game that we do play though is uh Anytime somebody is far, anytime you have to be on the green, but you can call out 32. Um, if you're putting, it means I'm betting that you're going to three putt. And oh, that's not <laughs> too far away. <laughs> like, no, I've never heard of the snake game, but we have this worst game. <laughs> so if you're, you if you're like, if you're like 50 feet away, I can say, I can say 32 and, and you get, if you two putt it, you know, you get a couple bucks. And if you three, if you three putt it, I get, I get a dollar. So. That is a little bit. So more that's personal. better than hissing, I guess. <laughs> the thought of like going to I going to like Party City and like buying six rubber snakes and putting them in your golf bag does seem a little bit more. Wow, that's funny. I like that though. Thirty-two. Yeah. Or is it whatever money you're playing for? Or is it always three bucks? You could come up. Yeah, you could come up with a. You could come up with a, a dollar amount. Um, it does feel like shit though. It doesn't feel. It's like, what do you mean? I'm gonna three. I'm not gonna three put that, or or somebody say I would I would have thirty two to you, but you were well, you were on the fringe. Well, that's the beauty of snake, where it's unspoken, right? Like everyone knows that you don't even need to say it. It's just that kind of build up. They're like, ooh, here we go. You know, like the Ryder yeah. Cup kind of crowd thing when you're away, right? You hear like the Hats bad first putt, your bank but the crowd Hats just does that. How good that was the best one. Hats off. All right, shit talking with props on a course. I'm what do you got? That's uh, that's you're calling OB. OB on that. I'm agreeing. Go ahead. What do you get for yours? A lot of people. This is a this is the the golfers are torn on this one. What is your what is your opinion on? Are you are you a music on the course guy or not? Is that inner OB? Uh, I'm not. And, and why did back, you laugh? Well, why did you laugh? Well, there's a I lot of that. reasons I'm laughing. One goes back to last week. Not that funny, but we were talking about the difference between cart golf and walk walking. I feel like that's a big. Oh, there's a reason these these speakers cart, have magnets, right? That's cart, it's cart cart golf. cart golf guy has like 
cart golf guy has Jimmy Buffett going like blasting when we're when we're like driving to the first tee, and he's like, "All right, let's have a good day, boys." <laughs> yeah. The reason I was really laughing though is you. <laughs> Dave and I had the pleasure one time. Can I tell this story? Yes, yes. Dave can. and I had the pleasure one time of playing around a golf with former Providence College basketball coach Ed Cooley, current college basketball coach at the at Georgetown, right? Um, and it was just quite a day. There's about I don't even know how many of the stories you want me to tell, but basically we got into this really nice golf course in Rhode Island. The course completely to ourselves. We get on the first tee. And he says, do you guys mind if I play some music? And we're like, sure, no problem. And he puts on, on his phone, Mary J. Blige, uh, Pandora, for the entire four and a half hour round. Just blaring Mary you, J. Blige. I want to be with you, want to be with you. <laughs> so like, you, the question of like music on a golf course is not even, a, it's not, it's a different question. It's like Mary J. Blige on a golf I can't think of a... A, I can't think of a type, a genre of music that would be more confusing to play during. Not, I wouldn't say better or worse. I would just say confusing. Like you talk about a rhythm. It is R&B, but uh, <laughs> it was a wild day. It was an awesome day. Shout out to Ed Cooley. <laughs> I just feel, uh, I also feel like he didn't have a, um, I don't even think he had a speaker. I think he just like threw it on his phone. Oh, his phone, back, would, of his back pocket. Phone in his, and phone like, in his back pocket. As loud pocket. as the phone can go as loud and not a course where you would think like you'd have anyone playing yeah. music loud it's pretty nice and it was nice you place. me and and my dad and, and it and it was like there's not a chance in the world he had heard any any one of those songs before no like, uh i don't i i don't know i hadn't i'll tell you that much a few i had a few well speak for I've yourself i've been to a few a, jay-z mary j Blige concerts where i timed it where i showed up right when jay-z went on i'm not i'm uh, a mary deep j. i'm a deep cuts like r&b guy so i can't i can't can't necessarily agree with that but that was that was an incredible moment oh, I, there's that that brings so so the coolie story is great uh, uh and we'll have to i'm sure that 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 coolie story great there's a lot more we we also um that same day we also were supposed to play at one course and it was booked wrong and so we we had to go and we we sat and waited with him and we went to just like a lo a Dunkin Donuts just like in 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 the ta in the city of Providence in downtown Providence yeah and held court with him for an hour in a Dunkin Donuts this guy you know put Providence College kind of back on the map is a very well known figure in the area and it's me my dad and Casey just sitting there waiting out like to find an, a course to go to he's calling you know who whoever no less than five people came up and you know patted him on the, i love it love what you're doing for the program ed you know big fan and we're just sitting there i'm sitting there in my you know my my shorts and my foot joy socks and my flip-flops being like what is what planet am i on right now what is happening my my biggest takeaway from that day i think i told you was that he could run for mayor or or something of Providence, yeah. like he was kissing babies, taking pictures. I, I also I feel like a, a police detail, like like just like all of a sudden surrounded him, and he was, there was like a line. People, it was it was incredible. It was and, it and we're have talking about better. we're talking about Providence College here, right? What that yeah. made, this this guy's on the phone. He's got an assistant, and he's like, "Hey, we couldn't get on this course. Can you get us on like in the next twenty minutes at this other private course down the street?" Boom, we get out and we go. This is Providence College. Like, what's happening? You know, with 
with Kentucky or, you know, Nick Saban in Alabama. Like I, that just, when I see little things like that at that level, I'm like, what's the like super max version of this? Cause this was, that was an insane experience. And my, one of my big regrets in my life is he invited us both to a recruiting pool party at his house that weekend. We couldn't make it, but that would have been a, a show. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. What, what like, would we like have even a game at Don Pagnotti's house, I bet. It's related on the music front. I played a member guest two years ago at a, a friend of mine's place. And um, we were playing these guys, big, huge, big guy, big guys. These guys, big drinkers, big smokers, big men that do golf, right? This guy had the speaker on. No joke, he had Katy Perry radio on. Like... <laughs> It was it was just like a they're just blasting out of his car for nine, nine holes in this like nine hole rotational match. Yeah, and I your love question. You, I, I like quiet. Me too. That's why I'm out there. That's what I'm out there for. Exactly. That's what I want. If I'm in a resort, if I'm doing the like Vegas golf thing, and I'm riding with somebody, and we have music on in the cart, like that's that's not gonna that's not gonna ruin my round. But I I like the quiet. That's what I'm out there to do. You know, be a good move, like. Uh, in your, if you've got a good group with uh, like a weekend group with with some guys your age, just on the first tee, be like, you guys mind if I uh, put up the the Bluey soundtrack real quick? Or bum, you guys cool bum, with Baby Shark? Bum. Like, no, I'm here f- not for that reason. <laughs> you guys cool if I put a podcast on? <laughs> you guys cool if I listen to Joe Rogan while we <laughs> while we go play? All right, do you have a do you have a make the case this week? I do. Uh, I do have a make the case. So. Um, and let me just say thanks to um, everyone for for their their support for my idea last week of a tall guy section or tall person section at concerts. But this week, uh, I will move to something that does affect me from time to time. Dave, you've uh, it's probably been a little bit since you've been in a crowded Starbucks or a Starbucks. I want to say you're probably in some more brick and mortar Vermont places now, but you can remember the days where you were battling the mobile pickup line at Starbucks, right? Yeah, it's worse than waiting in line now. Yeah. Yeah. So my idea is we need to create some kind of Starbucks SPD, I'm going to call them, the special mobile order order unit. When you go into a Starbucks and there's 400 people crowded around this side table where this one woman's just reading off names and they're just blocking access to the table, why can't we have some kind of police officer that comes in that is able to issue like citations for this is kind of an idea I had too for the airport for the boarding lanes when people line up or clog that area why can't you get a you can get a speeding ticket why can't you get a walking ticket or like a clogging ticket so my idea is we need some kind of Starbucks SPD police force for again special mobile order unit and they issue citations, suspensions, bans. You can get banned from Starbucks for a week. You need to keep that lane open. Uh, good behavior. Maybe you get discounts and stuff if you if you go, I don't know, six months without a citation or whatever. But that's my idea. And if I haven't already given away that I'm a masshole, I probably just told him myself. But that's my idea this week, Dave. What do you think? Um, hmm. <laughs> You're torn. I'm torn. You don't like my idea of, of being issued. I've said this forever. You should if if you're walking on the wrong side of the road or the or the wrong side of the hallway, or you're just standing in the middle of a crowded sidewalk, like standing on your phone or texting, you should be able to get like a fifteen dollar ticket. Like someone should be able to like a parking ticket, same thing. Yeah. 
Why not? Yeah. I'm I'm the guy that walks on the like at the airport I walk on the on the the runway, the escalator, the the moving escalator. Right. Some that's people fine. just stand right in the middle of that thing. That and that's a choice, right? I'm talking more like you're forcing your you're you're standing and blocking my way or you're you think you're more important than anyone that you need to yeah. you need to stand here and wait for your coffee so no one else can yeah. even get up to check if their coffee is in front of you. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's tough. And uh I, I all right, fine. I'm I'm with you. I vote for it. I'll fund it with tax dollars. Um I fund think the, the bigger police, issue, says Dave the, Yeah, fund fund the Hope police that. in Starbucks. That will go. That that should really catch on. Um fund the fines. <laughs> but I think uh, the the real issue is that the Starbucks is this is not like you do you remember like, you know, five, six, seven years ago working in the city or whatever? If you ordered that, if you did a Starbucks mobile order, your coffee was the only damn coffee at that mobile order. And you'd walk in and you'd grab it and you'd pick it up. Now it's like, like become Moses that's the only and, and like you're looking at all these people in line like you morons. I know how to use the app, baby. Yep. It was like TSA now, pre-check was like that for a bit. It it totally it, it's exactly that's a good comparison. Now that's like the default ordering mode. I think the real issue is like that they still they don't adjust the the pickup time, and so like you think that you think that you're going to press order on that coffee and you're just going to show up and it's going to be there and you they don't factor in the thousand other orders that yeah they need to get together with ways. I'm I'm with you on that. They sometimes there's nothing more that will make your heart drop more than getting into a Starbucks in the morning and you timed it well. Like I've got a 30 minute walk or a 25 minute walk to my office as a Starbucks 20 minutes away from my house right before I get to work. I buy time it, it's ready, blah, blah, blah. But when you walk in there and it's crowded and then someone yells like, we're running 25 minutes behind pickup time. <laughs> like, oh my God, I could have. And that's, that's Starbucks time. That's not real time either. That, that I means have stayed at home and practice my putter putting in a mirror for another 25 minutes, right? <laughs> No, you would have. No, you wouldn't have. You would have stuck to your ways and not not taken advice from that. From from has your wife guy. ever walked in on you staring at yourself in the mirror holding a putter? Oh, oh yeah. She actually, I, I think it was maybe for my either either our birthday or anniversary last year. It wasn't holding my putter, but she made for an entire year. She for an entire <laughs> for an entire year. She filmed me doing like my tape my rehearse like takeaway rehearsal. Like in all different, like I would be like cooking eggs, and like while the eggs were cooking, I would take the spatula and like. Oh, really? Just like, like when my, you weren't noticing. Not for like for my own enjoyment, like not for any any like the most. Na- I'm like in my sweatpants and slippers in my house, That's and hilarious. she had taken videos like for for a year and like did a month did like a reel about it for my birthday or something. That's so <laughs> funny. I I it reminds me a few weekends ago I was out at a bar, and I got talking to uh, this buddy of mine about golf, and he he was started doing something like a swing, like showing me something. And I stopped him. I go, you get to stop. You don't know who is recording you right now. You're going to end up on some TikTok that you don't even find. There's like, look at this dad at this bar practicing, practicing his swing. It's, it's scary times out here for us. You're going to be on Zyre. You're going to be on Zyre golf, like rehearsing your takeaway in there, in the airport. Yep. All right. Um, send us. We didn't get time to get to listener emails this week, but keep them keep them coming. Long game. Yeah, we gotta pod, get through them too. Longgamepod at gmail Case always a pleasure uh, sitting here chopping it up with you. Um, look, I'm gonna be uh, the best part about this pod is I didn't have a reason to watch the Hero World Challenge other than Lucas Glover was in the field. 
now I'm going to be in there. Tiger's back. I'm excited to, to text you through the weekend and, and see and see how things go this weekend. And uh, if you happen to be uh, around the Albany Resort in the Bahamas, um, feel free to send us a screenshot or, or write us in. Let us know how the the uh, the Bosu Bosu Grill was. Rory, come on the pod. He's talking the long game. They played the long game. The long game. They gotta play the long game. They're experienced and they played the long game. They played the long